Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. Recorded at the PW offices in New York City, I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm the Graphic Novels Review Editor of Publishers Weekly. As well as the editor-in-chief of The Beat at ComicsBeat.com. You can check us out on Twitter at at PWComicsWorld. And I'm Katie Simmons. I'm the podcast producer. And you can find us on Tumblr at PWComicsWorld.tumblr.com. And you can subscribe to more to come on iTunes and on Facebook or at Facebook.com slash PWComicsWorld. All right. This week on more to come, Princess Diana of Thermysera. Otherwise known as the, what's what Themyscira. Themyscira. Sorry about that. Themyscira. Themyscira. Better known as Wonder Woman. Her seventy fifth anniversary. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk all Wonder Woman on this podcast. Well, yes, because uh, twenty sixteen is Wonder Woman's seventy fifth anniversary, and since this is our last podcast of twenty sixteen, uh, we decided practically. that practically, practically. we decided <laughs> that uh, if we didn't do it now, we wouldn't be able to celebrate. Really, one of the best, uh, most important, the key characters uh, in certainly DC and really comics history overall. So, uh, yes, to Wonder Woman. Happy birthday. Yes. You don't look a day over 74. Yeah. Isn't she like 5,000 years old? Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, actually, yes. <laughs> That's right. Well, close enough. But there you go. But a demigoddess never tells. And we also have a very special interview with current. Wonder Woman artist Liam Sharp, where he will talk about his approach to the character and some of the uh, recent newsworthy items about Wonder Woman. So, As the old fart comics fan here, Wonder Woman, I won't say that Wonder Woman was a big part of my comic book reading. She was there. She had to be. I mean, she's, she's kind of a monument. Um, but it's really, I, I never really liked the character that much. I read the books. It, it, it was just more questionable that, you know, girl superheroes were just a little bit different. There weren't a whole lot. Wonder Woman was kind of really it in my little part of the world. But as she developed later on, and actually over the last few years, um, I've become a lot more interested in the character. Well, it, she was the only female superhero. Yeah. I don't think there was any other female yeah. character They're... that hasn't had an ongoing title since the Well, not that it's an ongoing title, title, but they, so, have, yeah. they have yeah. had a ongoing presence but that's a different thing right but uh but at the same time uh actually there was i mean wonder woman of course like all the other books had a um uh you know had had a drop but actually uh there was for a long time uh, a clause where if they ever didn't publish a wonder woman book uh the creator of uh william marston would get her the rights back to her so there has always been Uh, a there has always been a wonder Mm -hmm. woman uh which uh, you know, might not necessarily have been justified at certain times. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I you well, know, I'm my, just as glad. Yes, yes, I'm just <laughs> as glad as well. I mean, I certainly was. Uh, I, you know, I will be unabashed. I was never a DC fan. Uh, the time that I got into reading comics, they were very boring, and Wonder Woman was very boring as well. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that was it. However, that said, yeah. there was a big. Um, you know, a big push for Wonder Woman when George Perez took over her book and uh, the early 80s and, you know, fresh off his run Teen Titans. This was really the golden era of Wonder Woman. And um, I love that book, as a, as a lot of people do. And, you know, he really took it on uh, with an open mind, which is something that very mm-hmm. few people ever seem to have done with Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, I think 
Well, what's your personal? Yeah. What's your personal? Yeah, what's your relationship to the character? Well, I, I quite wonder, like Wonder Woman, but I am very picky when it comes to Wonder Woman. Um, because it's very, very easily easy for people to have exactly the same problem they have with Superman, only with added woman issues on top. Yes. Uh, which is to say, this character is good and has lots of powers. Oh no, whatever shall I write about them? Uh, it seems to stump people. They they seem to like uh, be, find it easier to write people who have more obvious problems. Yeah. Um, but I think part of maybe your history, Calvin, and your history, Heidi, is that uh, Wonder Woman had a really, really terrible uh, Silver Age run. Yes. Sure. Because mm-hmm. she had some editors who were not so feminist and didn't really know what to do with the girl characters. And so they had a lot of, like, flashbacks to child Wonder Woman being in love with the sea prince and everything like that. And um, they basically were like, have we mentioned today that Wonder Woman is heterosexual? <laughs> we shall mention it again. Let's just make clear of that. <laughs> Let's make that clear right now. Right, right. Oh, wait, you wanted her to punch things? I guess she can do that too. <laughs> um, so that was that was a dark era. Um, I really like the current Greg Rukeran. Um, I like her appearances in DC Bombshells, which was one of like one of those books that no one expected to be as awesome as it was, and it's totally amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have mixed, decidedly mixed feelings about the Azarello run. I will say that one thing that I disagree with my Wonder Woman consultant, my roommate, uh, shout out to Eve Taggart, um is that I actually really liked her in the Justice League cartoons. I thought they did a good job, albeit of a younger and more naive Wonder Woman. Um, and I really liked her because I'm not one of those people who thinks that uh, darker, angstier, more problems equals more personality. Well, I think one of the things about Wonder Woman that I was um, you know, questioning as I started to think about this episode uh it's the same reason that superman has a little bit of a problem too well i mean they're both goody two shoes let's face it but you know wonder woman's she doesn't have a transformative origin she just has it you know not necessarily i mean her transformation is that she comes to man's world okay Mm -hmm. and i can see how men would be threatened by this or maybe not be as comfortable (laughs) writing this transformative origin as with some of the other superheroes. But, you know, the ones that have succeeded the most, I mean, you know, mostly the Marvel ones, are because they do have this, you know, an origin story that presents some kind of parable or some kind yeah. of character flaw. I mean, and Batman, of course, also has has sure. the transformative character flaw origin. And guess what? Those kind of characters are a lot easier to write, you know? Yeah, if they're easier to write. I would argue that she does have a transformative origin, which is that she, in a way, has an immigrant story, but a very different kind of immigrant right. story than, yeah. than yes. uh, That's a good Superman. Because Superman's is that of someone who came as a baby and is like second generation mm-hmm. raised in the United States and deep down has this difference, which he hides. Whereas Wonder Woman is the other kind of immigrant story of someone who's successful in her own world and decides to go out and see the world. Right. And doesn't always like what she sees. Yeah. Right. And, and you, has a different perspective. And I think that's something that was covered very well in the in the George Perez version. I mm-hmm. mean, that was basically the, um, you know, that was kind of the impetus behind that or the, you know, the gimmick of that, exactly what you just said. And, you know, I think that makes for a more clear-cut character or a more clear-cut way. Uh, I think, let's be honest, you know, the problem with Wonder Woman is 
that most men who worked in the comics industry were really, really uncomfortable with powerful with women, period, oh, yeah. and powerful women, yeah. especially. Yeah. So it wasn't really anything that, that you know, well, it was and, so outside their comfort zone. Well, and to be fair, the, the Superman uh, goody two-shoes problem, a lot of people who even like strong female characters and write other ones well, mm-hmm. uh, flounder when it comes to someone who you know, is straightforwardly good. Now, when you look at Wonder Woman, you can realize there there's a depth and a difference to her variety of goodness than, right. say, Superman's. Yeah. Um, but you have to... There's no shorthand for Wonder Woman. You can't phone it in. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people just get assigned to books. Mm-hmm. They don't choose it as a passion project. They just get kind of put on it. And you can't fake Wonder Woman... And then you get a crappy book. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could also make write. the case now that, I mean, because of the current uh, climate, the, the call for diversity, um, uh, the demands of female fans, I think we've seen, even in the, the proliferation of different ways of representing and portraying Wonder Woman, uh, in some ways, maybe we're in a golden age of Wonder Woman right now because there seem to be so many different ways of portraying her, attempts to do so. Um, in fact, that's, Part of my feeling is that I became much more interested in Wonder Woman over the last 10 years than I really was ever that much before. She seemed in many ways just like another Superman in that kind of too perfect to be interesting. Yeah, I think and then the, well, she, there are very specific types of storyline that Wonder Woman does well, and you need to, to care enough mm-hmm. to do them. And then yeah. so I think the re- there's uh, you know no secret in why you got more interested in 10 years. The, the comics got better in the yeah, past 10 years. You know, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm not putting down their previous Greg Rucka run or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there have been a lot of, been yeah. a lot of runs yeah. on Wonder Woman that said they were going to solve everything. And But, uh, you know, the thing is that this is an ongoing series, so there's no such thing as solving everything forever. Yes. You can solve it in this sure. run, and then the next guy is going to write it his own way. But I do think it's very interesting how, you know, looking at the character, people have gotten so hung up on... On this origin, kind of this origin aspect of it, because let's face it, the, with Marston, you know, there was a lot of kinky stuff going on there. Well, and mean, as Jill Lepore wrote a book about yeah. about it, which uh, came out to great acclaim, and you know, this is a guy who had a very unusual home life, uh, and put out he created mm. Wonder Woman to so maybe to we sort should of reflect maybe we should but, give but, a little I mean, uh, maybe we should talk about the beginnings of uh, okay, Wonder Woman so, and, and her creator. So I mean I would I would argue that this actually dovetailed with his feminism in the book and his feminism in his life in his own eccentric no, I, sort I of would way. agree with that but I'm but, saying a lot uh, of people But we should we should give uh, of course they do this kind of thing lends itself to yes, exactly. tempestuous discussion. Um, William Moulton Marston was an eccentric sort of fellow who did a lot of different things. He invented the lie detector test. He was very into subjects of, you know, truth and honesty and justice and also he really liked bdsm mm-hmm. and he's a psychologist I mean, and he's he a, a trained academic yep mm-hmm. and uh he was married but he and his wife had a live-in girlfriend with whom they had an ongoing threesome bdsm relationship and he was not particularly secretive about this in an era when this was not a thing yeah, people no. did so um the early Wonder Woman comics. Albeit, I mean, I'm sure he saw this as a completely PG-13 take on it. PG, take maybe even. Um, there's a lot of talk about how what the world really needs 
is loving submission to women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is here to preach the gospel of loving submission to women. <laughs> and, um, and, and to men. That was part of it too, wasn't it? No. No? no? Not no. at all. No, no, no. The idea is that, that this was supposed to be most of Morrison's take, per- mm-hmm. personal take, is that he felt that uh, women were less likely to plunge the world into horrible, bloodthirsty wars. So therefore, we'd all be better off if we were bossed around he, by women. He was, if anything, a female supremacist, I would have to say. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and again, I could see why that would uh, scare a lot of people. And the comic was not subtle about it, because Wonder Woman would say, you know. Yeah. And uh, when Wonder Woman would catch a female villain, she would take her to Punishment Island, Mm -hmm. where uh, she would be put into loving bondage situations by various Amazons, and when Wonder Woman would say, oh... So and so, I see that you've fully reformed. I will return you to man's world. They would frequently say, "No, no, don't take me from Punishment Island." Um, so William Moulton Marston's id was not hidden very well, is what I'm saying. And yet, at the time, Wonder Woman comic was very popular, and of course it, was, it was, and it was held up as a role model for girls who read well, comics. And in, 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 intended as such. No, it wasn't. But I, I mean, I think it's very interesting. And and you know, I haven't read it Jill Lepore's book. I've read a lot about it, but I haven't read it. But uh, and I haven't really read as much about the actual history of Wonder Woman, uh, in the '40s as I perhaps should. But but uh, all the stuff that I've seen does back up how she was, you know, recommended by educators. Oh, and, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like like really, uh, you know, the great tennis star Alice Marble wrote like an advice column in the back of the book. So, I mean, this was like a multimedia, and- com- you know, hi- hero who was who was safe for children. Yes. And to be fair, uh, tying people up was very common in earlier comics. Uh, even, you know, Westerns or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's a much more child-friendly version than actually hurting someone. Yeah. So as far as anyone was concerned, like, the fact that she ties people up with her lasso and makes them tell the truth is much more child-friendly than, like, physically hurting them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, Everyone would like to tie up a child and have them tell the truth. <laughs> or a spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fi- yes. We uh, shall leave that at the side of the road. A feminine character with all the strength of Superman plus all the allure of a good and beautiful woman. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yes, it's 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 odd that she fell out of favor. Well, <laughs> you know, different ages tried to fit her into their framework of what it meant to be a good woman. And so things happened like Wonder Woman's going to be the secretary of the Justice League. Yeah, that's a, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> because clearly well. men can't write or type. <laughs> well, They're too dumb. Go. Just, uh, I uh, don't know. A stroll through history. Um, <laughs> More things change. Yeah. <laughs> but she was still there. And yeah. She was still popular. And I'm, I'm really glad that there was never an era of let's get rid of Wonder Woman. She's terrible. Uh, no. And, uh, however, I will say this. Uh, I do remember. <laughs> do you remember when the Green Lantern movie was coming out? And yes. there's always been the trinity at DC Comics mm-hmm. of Superman, Batman, yes. and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Always the yes. three there are. That's true. And uh, in fact, there have been several books called Trinity mm-hmm. uh, yeah. about Wonder Superman, yeah. Batman, yeah. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Thus it but, has always yes. been. Yeah. But, but, when, tr- but when the Green Lantern, just before that came out, they put up a picture of Superman, Batman, and Green Lantern. They tried very hard they to make it happen. They tried and they said, oh yes, this is our trinity now. Nope. 
and it did not work. Yeah. So well, I, no and, fans and don't, let yeah. me, you know, let's, I, I'm, I'm going to touch briefly on um, Wonder Woman is near and dear to many hearts. Yeah, she absolutely. Is. She even, is. Even to someone like me that wasn't a huge fan, it was a matter of just proper comic book etiquette. Well, let me Wonder tell, Woman also, was even at her lowest point in the mm-hmm. comic books, Wonder Woman always was one of the trinity of their marketing and licensing opportunities. So of there have really have, yes, but there, you know, even there, there have been a lot of setbacks for Wonder Woman over the years. She definitely only has been pushed as fully as she should be. Probably back in the 70s, she was pushed very yes. highly because of the uh, feminist era. And because of the television show. And the television yes, show. And obviously this Which television show. Shit. Right. And then, uh, but you know, she had the TV show in the 70s and then she languished for another 40 years. And uh, there have been so many, you know, there was a really wretched attempt to make a TV show about her art about 10 years ago was it it was probably less than that but it was it was about i don't know like eight years ago right. it was really bad and it was really bad because it was it was this is before the, you know the superhero paradigm had really caught on and what was she she had the the ice yeah. cream uh slumber party that was the low point <laughs> basically they were trying yeah, to I don't think merge I much attention <laughs> merge ally mcbeal with wonder woman and yes, that Allie, was ally mcprincess and that was that was not a good combo yeah. Uh, the actress they picked was perfectly fine, but the scripts were dreadful. Um, so it never made it past pilot, thank God. That's right, that's right. It lives on only in our memories. Um, although Adrian Palicki did make a, a fine Wonder Woman, she, I will she's say. She's a good and actress. Yes, yes. Uh, and she looked, uh, she looked fine in the, the outfit. Yeah. Um, but there have been other low points for Wonder Woman, such as the infamous Taco Wiz oh, incident. the Taco Wiz, yes. Uh, in which, uh... A creator who shall remain nameless decided that the best way to make Wonder Woman relatable was to give her a terrible fast food job at Taco Wiz (laughs) and had her proclaiming that she had never really understood other women before, you know, being amongst them working at Taco Wiz. And it was... Now, what what era was this, Kate? It was a bad scene. It was, um... (laughs) think like late 80s early 90s it was it was not good was this the biker shorts era yes yes the biker shorts era well this Uh, is i know just through research weren't wasn't in the 1960s wasn't wasn't her power powers de-emphasized that's a a different thing um okay so in the 70s they decided that they wanted they did one of these things like when they were like bruce wayne is dead but he wasn't really dead they're like wonder woman's lost your powers but she didn't really but you know so so everyone of course, was led to believe that it would be this way forever and got really mad. But really, they were just like, we've heard that Kung Fu is a thing. Wouldn't it be cool if Wonder Woman temporarily lost her powers for a couple years and did Kung Fu? And so she was Kung Fu Wonder Woman in a white outfit because the 70s and Kung Fu. And eventually they got tired of that and went back to regular Wonder Woman. Apparently she ran a mod boutique as well. Yes, it was very mod. Yes, there was a, it was you know, all mod. Was it Frank Dillon? Who, who was drawing the book at that point? It was like Mike Sikowski no or somebody. Idea. It was actually but some pretty good I think it had artwork. something to do it, with Diana Rigg. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it was, it was it an was, adventure. Somebody time. might have had a, a crush I, on Diana Rigg, which would be very likely. Well, it was, the Avengers were really big. Looking back, it was not that bad of a comic, as long as you knew that she would go back to being regular Wonder Woman afterwards. Yes, as exactly. Like, 
an alternate universe. It was fun. And, you know, considering the things that happened to Superman while he was being edited by Mort Weisinger in the 60s. Yes, Kung Fu is nothing. Yes, Kung Fu is nothing at all. Uh, So, uh, you know, Diana got off pretty lightly in in that era. So, um, but, you know, flash uh, forwarding to the the modern era. uh, You know, I, I will say, again... I do think there's been a lot of discomfort uh, at the part of DC and Warner Brothers again. Y- y- you with know, marketing with, to women at all. With marketing to women at all. And, you know, there always have girls been too. Uh, Wonder Woman under ruse. And uh, I remember there was a Mac. Remember that Wonder Woman Mac line of makeup? They that, sold out immediately. That sold out immediately. <laughs> yes. And um, I tried to buy one for my roommate. That right. wasn't happening. Yes, exactly. And, um, uh, you know, but there have been so many attempts. You know, when these things were tried, they were very successful. But there was always like, why isn't there more? Why isn't there other things that target? You know, why don't we do books? And, you know, the over the years, Tumblr and LiveJournal have been littered with people putting up their uh, proposals for that, a YA Wonder Woman title. That had been shot down. Yes, exactly. So someone would be like, here was my proposal that I gave to DC. And now that DC has definitively said they're never, ever going to do it, I'll show it to you, internet. And everyone would go, hey, that's awesome, usually. Sometimes it was terrible. But usually it was awesome. And it never happened. But now, now, Wonder Woman, well, we baby Wonder Woman is the star of DC Superhero Girls. And the most in-demand doll in the line. I know, because I bought one on Black Friday for Toys for Tots. There you go. And, <laughs> um, you know, so she's she's being loved and consumed by a whole new generation of little girl fans. Yeah. As is only right and natural. Yeah. Also, she's in the new Justice League action cartoon, which uh-huh. I have not yet gotten to see. But the gifts of it on the internet look awesome. Absolutely. Yep. Wonder Woman uh, did have a big, uh, despite the many, um, despite the many setbacks that Wonder Woman had because of gross misunderstanding and you know trying to be replaced by Green Lantern, uh, I think she really started to have a big upswing uh, with the New Fifty Two, uh, with yeah, the Wonder so Woman too. book, which was written by Brian Azzarello mm-hmm. and and drawn so beautifully by Cliff Chang. Um, although it was, it is not universally loved. Yeah. Well, I I think. It's one of those things that's like a flawed gem, which is sort of the only parts of it that I objected to are kind of retroactively being fixed by Rebirth. Thanks, Rebirth. Thanks, Greg Ruka. Um, in that uh, Brian Azzarello did a really good job of writing Wonder Woman in the present day with, you know, her fighting monsters and being righteous and being Wonder Woman. And it was awesome. The only problem was that for whatever reason, he thought, you know, this backstory that's been around for 70 years... I don't like it. It needs more men. <laughs> so you've got a relationship of dubious consent between Zeus and yeah. Wonder Woman's mom, which she then lied to little Diana about. And secretly, the Amazons may or may not have been raping sailors. And it was just kind of like, but why? So that was dumb. But the book itself was pretty good. And um, then Greg Ruka, as we have mentioned on this podcast before, in Wonder Woman Rebirth had, you know, after the universe shifting event where suddenly people remember things from before New 52, <laughs> Wonder Woman is remembers both and is like, someone is messing with my memories, they shall pay, and like smashes the mirror of her broken origin story and the last 12 issues of wonder woman have been about her trying to find 
the real truth of her life in the universe and also fighting villains along the yeah, way. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's a really great take on the character too is is having, you know, with all the differences in her origin and all the confusion about it, is having her be the one who says, hey, where did I come from and who am mm. I, you know? Yeah, I and mean, like, they're making a really good story. Yes, make, it, make a good story out of it. Out of a of, confused mess. Instead of a good mm. story conference, yeah. So, uh, no, I think, yeah. think it's been, and, uh, you know, uh, call out to uh, really... Sh- Good art by Liam Sharp and Nicola mm. Scott. I loved her take on it. She's leaving the book, but uh, she's she's done a great job on it. Yeah, and I'm also really enjoying um, the take whenever she shows up on Wonder Woman in uh, DC Bombshells, one of those books that I did not expect to be good. But, I mean, you know, you hear the title and description and you think, oh, it's just going to be an excuse for pinup art. But instead it was like this fun, lighthearted, mostly female... Um, retro book and with by marguerite mm. bennett and her retro wonder woman is very cool and um kind of cowgirl themed a well, little it's, bit well it seems to me that that you know what all of this proves is that when people just relax and try to have fun and not worry about what william moulton marston was thinking or doing uh they turn out much better comics you know, one thing that even this, this you know, brings up is that it's, well, I think now it's changing a little bit, but I will say, I mean, I was on NPR one time. They did a whole hour show about, you know, why Wonder Woman doesn't work. And I mean, doesn't work? Well, I mean, why there's so many problems making her work, which is kind of what we're saying mm. as well. Okay. So, uh, and this was long before all these good takes on her came out. So, I mean, it is kind of sad that anytime Wonder Woman just, you know, is a good comic, people are like, oh, thank God, people finally get this character. I mean, it really, you know, if you read the original comics, they were very unselfconsciously, um, you know, heroic and uh, very much of the, you know, fitting yeah. to the mold yeah. of the time. Yeah, without, she's without... also started at a time when there were actually quite a few women superheroes there in were, the 1940s. There were, because there girls, were quite a few. Girls yeah. read comics. Yeah. And at that people point. weren't afraid to admit yeah. the girls there read weren't. comics. They, and they loved, punched out guys. They like the guys were punching out guys. Um, yeah. You know, I'm curious have either of you guys read the Jill Thompson uh, out of continuity book? We were talking about it here. Uh, the True Amazon, which is really all about. Wonder Woman. This came out this year. Really, uh, it, it's a really interesting book because it's one of the few books I've ever seen that really goes deeply into the forces that kind of turned her in as she grew up, to, uh, turned her into what she is as she grew up with her mother, as she grew up in Amazon society. And it really isn't about her going out into the world. It's, it's about a, what came before. It's about, yeah, it's about what came about on the island her relationship with her, with the other women. It's a really fascinating... You know, there's another book that we, we don't have here in our inspiration pile, which is the book by Renee DeLiz. Have you read that? No. Yes, it's no. amazing. Well, see, that's no. the one that so, everybody loves. Well, the representing Wonder Woman has never been at a, a higher level right yeah. now. It's certainly as the movie is about to open. So she's really on the upswing, um, except in one group. That is people who work at the U.N., <laughs> yes, well, we have to talk about this. Yes. What yes. happened? So it seemed innocuous enough. The UN picks honorary ambassadors every once in a while among different fictional characters. Winnie the Pooh and Tinkerbell have been among them. They 
uh, announced that Wonder Woman would be an honorary ambassador for the UN and also promote female empowerment to little girls. Okay, so far, so seemingly innocuous. But things went terribly, terribly wrong, partly because of other UN politics feminism oopses. Or rather, lack of feminism oopses. Heidi, you want uh, to pick it up from here? Yeah, I am. I'm actually looking to see who else. There's a whole giant list of people. You know, Angelina Jolie was also an honorary ambassador for uh, for the UN. Um, well, I, you know, I was at the... They had a big ceremony at the UN, which I was at, and, uh, you know, where they pre- mm-hmm. presented her, and it was a... Uh, the Secretary General, uh, Ban Moon Ki, whose name I'm probably messing up, so I apologize, was supposed <laughs> to you, be there to... Uh, to present this to uh, Diane Nelson, the head of DC Entertainment, was there, as was Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman, yes. and then Gal Gadot, the uh, teen, current, the current uh, or upcoming. She's yeah. yet to. Well, yes, no, she's she was in yes, she's current. Yes, she's Superman, the only good part of that uh, yes. movie. And uh, anyway, so um, yeah. I mean, the ceremonial part of it went well, but uh, brewing in the background, apparently. You uh, and employees were not too crazy about. No, the they idea. weren't. No, they weren't because there had been an entire something uh, else going on at the yes, UN. Yes, there was something else going on at the UN. So uh, the UN has never had a female secretary general ever, and a number of very highly qualified candidates were female this time, and there was a big push. Pick a woman, but the. Uh, more powerful countries at the UN are allowed to block uh, potential candidates if they so desire. And um, they chose to block the women. And so, and then they chose a guy. And so, women who had been pushing for this at the UN were mad. And they felt like it was being, their noses were being rubbed in it as, you know, once again, no female secretary general. But hey, no, we're totally in favor of female empowerment here. Have Wonder Woman. (laughs) In favor of female mascots. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I mean, arguably, these are different branches of the UN. And one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing. But uh, it... It started the ball rolling of bad feeling. They they put together and organized a petition. I don't know how many signatures got on it, but it was significant. Mm-hmm. Tens of thousands, wasn't it? It was uh, forty. Uh, yeah, forty-four thousand signatures. So I mean, I mean, I mean, I think that they're they're acting on the on the issues. Yes, here. they were acting yeah, on the uh, issues on principle on principle. Uh, and it seems as though mysteriously her ambassadorship is ending. Uh, whether they're cutting it short or whether this is a contractual agreement that is. Ending as scheduled. But yeah, it seems it seems very abrupt that it was announced that way. Yeah. Well, I Wonder Woman was named the ambassador uh, for Sustainable Goal Number Five, which is the uh, equality of women throughout the world. They have a list of goals that they have on their website. Uh, Wonder Woman is uh, being used as a symbol for some of these goals, and I know that. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, is this somehow presenting a role model for girls around the world? Yes. Is the you know the the petition actually objected to Wonder Woman very specifically because a large-breasted white woman who wore, yes. like, a bikini. Uh, it didn't say a bikini, but it said, like, you know, yeah. revealing clothing. And they did not feel that, you know, there was a lot of reasons that they gave sure. why yeah. they didn't feel that Wonder Woman was an appropriate yeah. ambassador and um, for for this. So, it, and you know, I think that what really has upset a lot of people about this, because, uh, you know, I mean, sure, if it's only temporary, but I think what's really upset people about this the most is that it does seem to give a... 
uh, less than accurate view of Wonder Woman. It seems based on, yes. you know, maybe the Brian Bolland cover run or the Adam right. Hughes cover run or maybe not really right. what the, you know, maybe more on appearances than what the character really represents. Right. And I think that that is very unfortunate. Yes. But at the end of the day, is there a net good? I think there is a net good. Uh, is, you know, is Warner Brothers doing this to promote the Wonder Woman movie? Yeah, but, yes, yes, they are. Yes, but uh, are they also doing it to promote, uh, you know, some good programs for women and girls around the world? Yes, yeah, they are. Sure. So, yes. you know, I think uh, there's a net good on this that that we shouldn't throw the baby out with the yes. bathwater. And, you know, this, uh, you know, happy anniversary of Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, next year, this movie is finally coming out. Uh, we're all on board with Gal Gadot. It's watching, uh, Batman vs. Superman. And, uh, again, don't ask me why. And you know what? Every time she came on the screen, was she was the yeah. most delightful, wonderful yeah. character in the whole movie. Even with things being how they are politically, it makes it an even better time for a Wonder Woman movie. Because... When more do you want that portrayal? Well, I hope so. I mean, you know, we've been waiting for this for so long. And there's always been so many doubts about whether Wonder Woman could even have a movie. And I'm just, you know, being, you know, nervous or superstitious or whatever. I'm just like, you know, something's going to happen when this movie comes out where it's going to fail. And everyone will be like, well, you can't make a movie with a female. Uh, There will be more to come on that. Yes, there will be. More to come. And uh, you know, right now, there's more to come. And here's my chat with Wonder Woman artist Liam Sharp. All right. Uh, welcome to More to Come. Heidi McDonald here. Hey, Liam Sharp. How's it going? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Of course it is. Well, yes, I'm here talking to Liam Sharp, uh, currently the artist on Wonder Woman, uh, but with a, a checkered, I mean a colorful past now. Uh, you've done so many things. Depends who the, you're talking to, I suppose. Yes, yes. But, uh, you know, as a app developer, uh, you know, so many great comics and, and um, definitely a lot to talk about. But uh, since we're here, let's focusing on Wonder Woman for her 75th anniversary. I guess I'll start with... Uh, I was reading that you got this gig by sending Jim Lee a drawing. Is that true? Uh, it is pretty true, actually. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's funny how things work out. You know, through the through the uh, grapevine, I'd heard that uh, Wonder Woman was available, um, and I didn't immediately think, "Oh, that's perfect for me." Um, it was just, "Oh, that's interesting. I wonder who's going to do it." Um, and it was actually Thanksgiving last year, and I got home that night. And on my desktop was this old uh, Red Sonja piece I did. It was very sort of Barry Smith inspired, very sort of mythic and uh, detailed and had lots of leaves on it and sort of uh, moldering statues and a suggestion of a story. And it it kind of was a real fantasy piece, I guess. And I looked at it and I just thought, God, you could do Wonder Woman like that. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I, I slept on it and, and woke up and I was still thinking about it. And it was just like, you, you really could. You could do Wonder Woman like this. So I sent Jim uh, a text with that picture and said, uh, said, hey, Jim, you know, you could do Wonder Woman like that. And he was like, yeah, you could. <laughs> are, you, are you available? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you think I'm going to say no? I mean, I, it was so kind of weird and out of the blue and, and perfect. Um I had been looking to get uh, back into the mainstream, uh, and so I'd been doing just a bunch of, like, uh, I did some Batman pieces and, and just warm-up, really, uh, bits and bobs that, that I was posting online, and they were getting a really good reception. Um, 
And so everything kind of really fell beautifully into place. Mm -hmm. Well, even more so because the style that you're talking about for the Red Sonia piece with the, you know, the, the kind of temples and that kind of thing really was so yeah. perfect for this, you know, for the storyline that yeah. Greg Rucka had planned. <laughs> it's it's almost as if, you know, like he'd come up with a story specifically for that style. <laughs> I know, it's bizarre how things, so the stars really aligned. Um, Greg and I hit it off when we finally spoke. Um, we're, we're very sort of, well, all our views line up beautifully as well. So, you know, it, 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 we felt like old friends very, very quickly. Mm. Uh, and we chat like, you know, just silly old, <laughs> like <laughs> old brothers now, you know, uh, bitching about the world and um, <laughs> in the pub over beers, you know, it oh, feels yeah. like. But. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Um, you know, I interviewed Grant Morrison earlier mm -hmm. this year because his, his Wonder Woman, his long brewing Wonder Woman graphic novel came out, drawn by Yannick Paquette, and right. it came out this year. And, um, you know, that was like something that he'd been working on. It's such a problematic character, but he was very honest about it. He was like, oh, you know, I, it's terrible Grant Morrison imitation, but he's like, <laughs> like, you know what? I was never interested in Wonder Woman. You know, she just didn't appeal to me. And um, that is sort of what I've heard from some other people, although by all means, not everyone. So, so what's your, uh, you know, personal relationship to Wonder Woman? Well, it's really interesting because um, she is problematic. You're right. Um, there's a persona that is out in the world, I think, that is, is dated and that we've addressed considerably. Um, and, and, and I don't think people really know that much about the character. It's rooted in uh, their perception of, you know, the 70s TV show, mm -hmm. um, which, is, of course, was extremely empowering to a lot of women at the time. And I loved it. I loved anything with the uh, superheroes in. So my initial introduction to the character was that. But then peripherally, it's hard not to be aware of the Garcia Lopez art around it. And then uh, when, when Brian Bolland did that series of runs of the covers, of course, we were all sitting up to look at that um, right. in the creator community. You know, they're just stunning. Um, and Adam Hughes, again, you know, beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful art. So that was a different thing, again, a very cheesecake approach. And uh, But you, you can't take away from the, just the, 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 the sheer kind of technician ship. Technician ship, no, is no, that a word? Yeah. That's not a word. No, but the draftsmanship. Yes, you know? yeah. Yeah, well, no, it's beautiful. I mean, that's one thing yeah. you always say about it is that, uh, you know, Adam Hughes, is, you know, draws incredibly well and beautifully. Yeah. and. You know, whatever the subject matter, I mean, he's bringing an aesthetic to it that is worth considering. Absolutely. You know, you could see it on the side of uh, of airplanes, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, just stunning. Um, and so I was, uh, I, I certainly picked up his, his book that, that collected all of them and was mm -hmm. uh, picking up the comic at that time, although I have to confess I wasn't necessarily reading it. Um, and, and the thing that I found is... Well, there's a bunch of things. One is when you really start to become invested in the character, um, you fall in love with her very quickly. She's right. amazing. She's she's very different to your standard sort of superhero um, book. You know, she, she's mythic. She's got this uh, kind of mythic background. It's not it's not a it's not an asteroid hitting her on the head, or <laughs> she's not an alien. You know. Uh, 
she's a she's an every woman and an every person. She's from she sort of re represents everybody. She's this yeah. beautiful innocent stepping into our world, you know. Um, so it's very easy to to fall for her once you start working on the character. Um, uh, but it, it, it's odd that we don't know that much about it. I know I know when uh, back in the day when Perez was doing his stuff, I only had a, I sort of peripherally dipped in and out of it. I was so obsessed at that time with uh, the work that was happening, like you know, uh, straight toasters and uh, Dark Knight hadn't long been out and Watchmen and, and this whole new kind of at that time it was a it seemed to be a, a direction that comics were going that really right. interested interested me so I was I was really not on, my feet weren't as on the ground with mainstream typical traditional mainstream stuff as they had been when I was a lot younger um, so you know sometimes I'm, it really surprises me that I ended up in the, in the mainstream <laughs> comic world yeah so I guess listening to this it's fair to say that probably you were more attracted to the visual elements of the character as opposed to like um you know great storylines at this point i think i think that's probably fair um i'm a pretty slow reader and and um you know i was picking and choosing the stuff i was reading and the stuff i was tending to actually sit down and read tended to be the more vertigo-esque or progressive of the the types right. of uh, material so I, I i wasn't as i say that au fait with with the sort of mainstream tropes of that time. Um, that, I think, has been much more absorbed, uh, I think, you know, these days into into everything. So all the comics that are out these days have a much more, um, I think the writing's better, I think the thinking's better, I think it's all grown up uh, yeah. considerably Right. Uh, as a result of those progressive books. So, you know, we'll come back to it now. Um, but... I think that's fair. The, uh, however, I would say that once you scratch the surface and start looking at the character, um, I started to realise everything about her is stuff that I like and stuff that I sort of aspire to and, and um, would would uh, would defend. Mm -hmm. um, right. And whether that's the mythological aspects of her uh, her past or or the um, you know the stuff that she actually stands for ethically. Or, or, or also the fact that, you know, I love science fiction as well, and, and there's elements of that in there too. You know, she really does encompass this huge kind of package. Yeah, well, there is a lot, you know, and, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, single you out. I mean, i got to be honest, mm -hmm. you know. There's a lot of people who uh, didn't read her comics because there were an awful lot of um, well-meaning or mediocre comics. Uh, you know, when she went through so many different things, I mean, so right. many people just didn't know what to do with her. I really loved uh, the flesh and uh, the, the Azarello. Oh, of course, and yes. Cliff Chang run. I, yeah. I know it's not Greg's favorite, but and it's and it feels like a Vertigo take. But I, mm. I really, really loved those books. Yeah. yeah, no, they did a they did a fantastic job. I mean, it is that was another one where uh, it definitely was it was different. You know, it's really dark. It was more of a horror comic. Uh, right. and there were some very controversial things in there that, uh, um, mm -hmm. caused comment, but, but it was, you know, it was very, very well executed. It was very well done. So, um, so yeah, it was definitely, you know, there have been so many questions about this character. Uh, right. so why do you think that is? It, well, she's easy to, 
Oh, it's funny. You know, it, it, this whole thing about objectification, it's, it, it does get uh, difficult to talk about. Um, the, you, I, you know, when you're a kid of the 70s, you remember a time when um, the term sex object was, uh, or sex symbol is a better word, right. uh, was, was something people aspired to. Right, it was a compliment. <laughs> you know, yep, it was a compliment. It was a, it was a compliment, you know, for men and women. Um, and I think <laughs> it's be a great uh, title for a comic now, just sex symbol. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Someone's going to do it on yeah. the, you know, sex symbol. Um, and how they draw it is going to be very interesting yeah. to not cause offense. Um, yes. so it, it, it's interesting, you know, she did, I think a lot of people do just see, uh, the, the physical attributes, um, uh, and, uh, and they don't scratch the surface, they don't really know the background, they don't know the origin, they don't know what she stands for, they don't know um, what an impact she's had on, you know, little girls and women and, uh, you know, the LGBTQ mm. community. The, the, the thing that's been astounding to me is there's not a con I go to now where somebody doesn't come up and tell me how Wonder Woman saved their life when right. they were a child. It happens again and again and again. I've never heard that. With any other character I've ever drawn, um, I, and I find that just you know remarkable uh, and inspiring, and it's really you know just, all it does is enrich this character and just add more gravitas to her, and you just appreciate it more and more. Um, you know, for me as a kid, my I used to have a club called the Danger Club. <laughs> <laughs> it, where it, it was a bit, you know, it's a bunch of nerds really, uh, but we were trying to do things like skateboard and give each other awards for it. But we were all superheroes or mm. you know characters from the. I was a strangely Dragon Man, which, <laughs> which I look back at now, I think, why was I Dragon Man? I just thought he was really cool. Um, but my sister was Wonder Woman, uh, and of course all the girls were Wonder Woman, right? They were girls, uh, um, but it. It's um, it is it's problematic to some people. I think that because they they, they haven't they they've got a perception of the character rather than an actual idea of what she is or what she's become or how how well she's been managed over the last several years uh, and treated with a lot, you know a very sort of respectful mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah, and I mean, oh, go on. I'm sorry. No, no, all I, all I was going to say was, you know, it, I find it absolutely incredible. I don't have any problem with a full-body swimsuit person, mm-hmm. but um, but she doesn't have that, and yet people still assume that she does. Right now, she's dressed like a gladiator mm-hmm. when she's, you know, when she's fighting, which makes perfect sense, especially when you're from a warm part of the world, you know, um, and, uh, and when she's not being a gladiator, she dresses like a normal person in okay. jeans t-shirts and jackets and scarves or whatever else you know she's uh it, it's perfectly sensible fighting attire and this i wouldn't say i would never put her in you know a pair of trousers <laughs> it's somewhere cold it, but she doesn't particularly feel the cold so you know she's right. going to have her limbs free and she's going to be able to you know, right. she's going to have a protective uh, chest plate which is how i see it i don't see it as a as a leotard or anything like that, it, it's a it's a chunky piece of kit, um, which is uh, solid and protects her upper torso, and she's got a leather skirt on, and it's a warrior's uh, outfit. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it is it is similar to uh, gladiatorial uh, wear, uh, at least as we see on urns and so on. I mean, it is definitely, um, you know, based on uh, some kind of historical research mm -hmm. in, in that case. Um, you know, I, I, just as, as we are doing this, this interview, uh, there was, you know, there's been a kerfuffle. I mean, I was there at the... Uh, the UN had uh, her as right. the honorary ambassador, and it was a really uh, great event. It had Gal Gadot and Linda Carter um, both there together speaking and very movingly. And mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, a lot of people at the UN were upset about that this you know kind of licensed character was being used. And um, yeah, like Tinkerbell, um, you know, who wears pretty much exactly what. Right. So Tinker, uh, Tinker Tinkerbell was a UN ambassador. Yeah, apparently so. This is what I heard. Tinkerbell and also Winnie the Pooh, who wears no trousers. <laughs> so what? It's outrageous. Right. So what were they ambassadors for? Honey? I mean, I you know. <laughs> I mean, honey no, but, but uh, you know, they're examples of fictional uh, UN ambassadors mm -hmm. from the past right. that, that, I, right. that I heard about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it is frustrating because, in my view, what they had an issue with uh, to, to my understanding, was that there was uh, an opportunity for a high-level um, female appointment in the UN, and they were very disappointed that uh, this, you know, long-hoped-for female appointment was given to a man, uh, and they to uh, and and their knee-jerk reaction was to kick Wonder Woman and sort of hold her up as everything wrong in the world. Right. When, when sadly, you know, she would have absolutely stood with them on that. Mm -hmm. um, and she would have been a great advocate for them. It could have even been leverage for them if they'd been, you know, they, they could have used it to make a, a positive point instead of, you know, upsetting a lot of fans and readers over many years and people have worked very hard and being sort of very dismissive and also talking about an iteration that really isn't the current iteration right. at right. all. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I agree it's it's disappointing. I mean, I do understand that uh, it is exactly just another manifestation of what we're talking about, though. Just mm -hmm. the fact that she has always been so problematic to people. And, you know, Wonder Woman is the awesome woman with superpowers. And it's just really simple. It's just so yeah. simple. And people have such a problem with it. And, you know, obviously her origin is a little bit kinky, so there's that. And, <laughs> but, you know, people just use that as an excuse, i found, you know? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I've heard people say, well, you know, they should. I mean, it's it's funny because people fall in love with different iterations. There's a, there's a guy I have a sort of humorous ongoing, uh, I wouldn't say battle, but we have a disagreement on. He's always like, he's always like, change the costume. It should be like it, the original uh, one and the one, the original one he's talking about is the Linda Carter one, which right. is certainly not the original one. You know, uh, for him, that's his Wonder Woman. Um, funnily enough, for me, our Wonder Woman is is Wonder Woman. Um, I really sort of feel like I've discovered the Wonder Woman for now. She's this yeah. generation's Wonder Woman, um, uh, and and of course they're going to reflect. The, the understanding of the time, the political landscapes of the time, the uh, the the science and discovery of any given time, the, the morality of any given time, and the, and also of the, the teams that are working on on, on the books. You know, uh -huh. um, 
it's going to change always. We, these things aren't carved in stone. You can't keep them carved in stone. The best stories are where stuff happens. <laughs> right. People, people, people hurt and people die and people. It's not. It's not reality, but it's better. It better had mm. reflect reality to some extent. Otherwise, what is it? So <laughs> yeah, back, well, back. <laughs> in that case, I shudder to think of how comics are going to be in the next few years. <laughs> uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, yes. want, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the art technique that you use on the book um, and some of your other inspirations for it. Uh, you know, the opening right. storyline, which is coming out uh, in a trade, I believe, in February and was one yes. of our top ten picks. We did pick it as the top ten book for uh, awesome. uh you know the year, and I notice Thank I you. always well, yeah, I always pick like Wonder Woman books just because they seem to be so much more interesting to me than right. you know. It's 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 almost like you know the ultimate Batman story's been told about twenty times, and uh, or right. you know especially in Dark Knight, and whereas Wonder Woman, it's always like well maybe this is the ultimate Wonder Woman story. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, you the, you know the art style you used is. Um, like there's a lot of detail. There is this kind of archaic feeling to it, I guess. Oh, totally. I keep saying old school is the new new school. Uh, right. <laughs> um, it, it's absolutely all, all the uh, all of the guys that inspired it, the artists that inspired it, um, really are from the 70s and 80s. Uh, in terms of the storytelling, I'd say 80s. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the art, I'd say 70s and possibly even 60s. Um, so I've been harking back to you know your Frazettas and your your uh, your Basinas and Alcalas and uh, a lot of the guys that, that were doing very very detailed um, lush and illustrative work in those periods. But I was trying to bring in some of the storytelling tropes that I, I really admired from the from the eighties, where things things were being pushed a bit by people like Bill Sienkiewicz and. Mm -hmm. Frank Miller and those kind of guys, and mash it all uh, together. Mm -hmm. And of course, we've got Laura doing um, very, very sort of state-of-the-art coloring on top of it as well. So it is a, it it really mashes together, you know. Yeah. Several decades of of. Uh, of yeah. Do you now? Do you fully pencil? Uh, do you pencil and ink it, or how do you? How, what's your art process like? On this? I do. I, I pencil and ink. Um, I should have probably said Barry Smith in there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, symbolism yeah. And, the, yeah. and the high detail. Um, yes, I, I pencil um, a lot. A lot of the process is the is the thinking because mm -hmm. I, I do try to create a um, I can, like a theme for each setting, so that whenever you we're jumping around a lot. So when you're with Diana, there's been a particular theme. When you've been on fake Themyscira there's been a, a theme um, when you when you got uh, Cheetah turning up I had a kind of kind of uh, almost jungle like theme and then Erskataga there was vines everywhere so there's a theme for that as well Laura does the same actually with the colours it's, it's like a Pixar um, colour escape uh, when you see it. it it's really she does a map for the whole book it's incredible when you see all the pages laid out because they are so beautiful and they just all each section is, is, is has got its own signature kind of uh, color um, style which is amazing um, but yes I, I, I do pretty loose layouts uh, and go straight to inks on that I do most of the finishing in the inks mm. I'll put I, I'll spend a bit more time penciling the faces 
because they're where the emotion is and where the soul of the story is. So I want to be sure that when I go to ink them, I'm, I, I've got something pretty tight uh, to, to work with. Right. But in terms of the backgrounds, I tend to be quite... Uh, cavalier really spontaneous. <laughs> well that's great though actually it's uh, like like they 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 have a lot of energy to them i mean i think that's one of the things you know a book that you did before this that i was a big fan of was uh, testament um right. uh, with douglas rushkoff which you did for vertigo and i mean this was this crazy gonzo <laughs> yeah. you know for, story of the world which kind of explore you know describes every vertigo title it was gonzo i gotta say um it was a real joy for me to work with rushkoff and do something that was so cerebral and oh, so yeah. thought-provoking yeah that was a great book i remastered it on uh, madefall omnibus on there of it uh, so i actually went back and looked at some of the coloring and some of the art and put some extra bits in and for me the best version is the madefire version it's just a pdf reading experience it's not a it's not a guided view and it's not a, a full-on motion book but right. it's but it's for me it's the best art uh -huh. the best take of the arts right. uh, Liam, uh, we're running out of time here, but uh, you're staying on Wonder Woman, right? You are the regular oh, yes. every other issue artist, and because uh, yes. I believe that N Nicola, uh, we haven't even mentioned her, but I mean her take on the character is also just you know stunning. Oh, um, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so you're staying on this for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I'm. Uh, for whatever it means, I don't know that it means very much. I'm. I'm the official lead. <laughs> <laughs> artist on the book which means that i share it equally with the second artist on it um which is bilkis everly now she's uh, bilkis everly i'm not quite sure how you say her name she's right. an amazing artist she's, i absolutely adore yeah, her stuff she's so great but uh anyway you're well you're in very good company but uh but i don't mean to uh on all this heaping all this praise on other artists not to heap praise on yours as well because you've really created a very strong wonder woman who has a Thank very you. mythological presence to her and uh i think i do i really like um i like i just i do like that physicality about her you know right. like like she's she's um you know beautiful but she's she's a large tall woman you know she has this real like like presence to her that you really capture very well. Thank you. I, t I try to give her a sense of nobility, you know, when she's taking in the environments, but there's also something childlike about her, I think, you know, because uh -huh. she's not from this world. She's only 10 years in it, and she's still in that sense quite, quite naive. Uh -huh. um, you know, if you've lived as long as these people have, it's, it's, it's still a matter of days <laughs> to her. <laughs> And if you've evolved, if you've spent centuries in paradise and then you come here, there's going to be a slight sense of being dazed by everything, certainly, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I definitely try to give her that um, sweetness mm -hmm. uh, right. and gen genuine, like, open uh, face. You know, she would expect the best out of anybody. Right, that's true. She does. She does have this kind of, uh, you know, goodness you know that's it just plain goodness to her that uh you know that was something that, that linda carter really captured yeah you know, she... i mean it might, it might not be terribly rock and roll you know <laughs> it, but, it, but it doesn't it doesn't matter i think that's the other thing i think sometimes people think especially like cosplay you see everyone wants to be uh you know they, they want to be the sexier characters so everybody it, wants to be harley everything. quinn yeah 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 so which is, you know, despite these uh, these these arguments that boil about sexiness and all of that, everyone actually does want to be uh, Harley Quinn and sexy, and, mm -hmm. uh, uh, because it's more badass or more rock and roll or more punk or whatever. 
But I think that's the thing. When people read Wonder Woman, she gets under the skin in a totally different way. Um, and it's nice and it's refreshing to have a character that really is that good. Um, it doesn't sound very exciting, and yet it, it actually really is. Mm-hmm. I am in the best company. I, I, I could not be more delighted or, or like the team more. You know, They're yeah. all just they're all exceptional, lovely people. They are. Well, uh, well, so are you for taking the time to talk to us here today, Liam. Uh, so uh, thank you again, and uh, we'll see you uh, on the funny book pages because there's more to come, as we like Thanks, to say. Thanks, Heidi. <laughs> all right. Take care.